Welcome everyone to this fabulous episode, episode four of Sean and Elliot Read the Bible. I'm Sean McLaughlin. This is Elliot J. Fallows. I'm Elliot J. Fallows. Hello, Sean McLaughlin. Hi. We don't, we're not this formal all the way through. If this is your first time listening, glad to have you here. We're hosting this official podcast of the Holy Bible. Always keep that in mind. Yeah. You might think this seems like a slapdash affair. It's the official one. Everything about the Bible is a bit slapdash, but that's why we love it, right? We'll find out. Our last few episodes, we were covering the book of Genesis, the first book of the Bible. Things were pretty crazy from the off. From the off, it was crazy. And then it ended in, in absolute blue nonsense, I'd say. It was, a, it was a bit of blue, wasn't it? Yeah. It was for the dads. It was a little bit. It's for the dads. They're, they're, they're appeased for a bit. Now we've got a bit, of a bit of a hero's tale about to happen. I'd say this one is for the teens. Yeah. I think it's for the bit, teens. Yeah, a bit of inspiration for those, those people who need it. Absolutely. There's people who've lost their way and ain't got anything goddy in their life. Is that what you think you are? Ain't no goddy, bro. Ain't no goddy, bro. Welcome to the official <laughs> podcast of the Bible. How you been then, Sean? What's been going on with you? Um, I'm all right, thank you. I'm worried about my diet. I've been eating too much, but I'm fine. Yeah, you freaking! I bought I bought you some shortbread, and you've you instantly. It seemed like what did you do? Take a picture of the barcode, was that? Yeah, yeah. And then your app was like, well, I've got my fitness, my fitness pal. Uh, her name's Sharon. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've met her. She's nice. She um she just sorts out my calories. Yeah, she hasn't got one though, has she? Other people use it. What's that supposed to mean? Other people she use. T- Sorry, take the lift on the way in. Other people use the app, my fitness pal app. I use the traditional method of just having a pal. Just a pal named Sharon. Pal named Farron. Shit, Farron. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Talks about my fitness. Why? What, what's brought this on, mate? Are you okay? No, I don't know. I think I'm fine. You're reading. Do I look the magazines? same? Do I look the same? You're in new clothes. Do I? Lo- you know what I mean, though. Do I look? Do I look as svelte as I always have, or like? Oh my God, Elliot! What else do you need to talk about today, Elliot? No. <laughs> what, Elliot? Tell me. You look. Very fine. Take that as you want. Take that as you need. Take that as you will. Take it. I do so plead. Elliot, I need you to tell me right now, how do I look? You look good. You look good. You got nothing particularly like wrong. And you're dressed in like normal clothes. You got a big old, big old frown on your face. I'd like to change that, please. I'd like to have a little diet for your frowny face. Great. Thanks for listening, everyone, by the way. Really, uh, and thanks to Bible Corp for letting us do this. Uh, have you been, Bible Corp, you've been keeping on keeping in contact with them? Uh, I have, but the contact is all just, it was a strand of blonde hair in an envelope. Yeah. And the family members I've got of mine, none of them are blonde. None of mine are blonde. So I don't know where that's come from. Are you serious? A strand of blonde hair? Yeah. Do you reckon they've got other official podcasts of the Holy Bible? Depends and maybe it. they've got... No, they can't, surely. Right. So, so they've kidnapped our loved ones. Yeah. They might have kidnapped other people's loved ones, maybe for other purposes. Yeah. Because they've got those tote bags as well, a bit like maybe they've got the manufacturer of the tote bag. Shift family. the tote bag. Yeah. yeah, yeah I yeah, mean, yeah. We've, we've lucked out, actually, that we only have to shift the Bible. Yeah. Because people buy the Bible anyway. But imagine if you were like, oh, fuck, I have to sell 20,000 tote bags. Yeah. With Bible Corp on them. Yeah. Ah, Fucking lucked out. Uh, how are you? What have you been up to? Uh, only the bits and bobs have basically been treadmilling on life, to be honest, at the moment. Where did you learn that phrase? I think I l- just made it up. I've been treadmilling on life. 
I don't know. That sounds like something you would have stole from a, a bad TV show. No, I'm, I'm treadmilling, mate. Like Scrubs. It sounds like something they would say on Scrubs. <laughs> like Dr. Cox would say. And when you're 13, you go, whoa, he's so edgy. And then you grow up and, and you move on. Yeah. Treadmilling on life. Treadmilling on life. You can have that, everyone. You can just say, I'm treadmilling on life. What are you doing, treadmilling, Elliot? I'm writing. What are you writing? Just great, great phrases to use in your day-to-day. What other phrases have you coined? Uh, all right, give me, give me a mood. Give me an emotion. <laughs> Horniness. Horniness. Okay. I'm <laughs> flip. Flip. That's I'm... yours. I'm no, flip. no, no. I'm, f- I'm flip. I'm flipping through my skin book. Goodness gracious. I'm flipping through my book of skin. That can mean either with someone else or on your own. I'm flipping through my book of skin. Flipping through my book of skin. Okay. That means you're going like let. Just like, it's just the like thought of you in a, se- in a other, sexual other, scenario. All right. What about me? In it? Angry. What? What would be wrong? I've done Angry. What would you say? Angry. We all know how it's done. Angry. Okay. I'm fuming on the steam of reality. I'm starting to see like a pattern with this. <laughs> okay. Okay. Right, what no, about I, sad? I, I right? What's sad? What's sad? What's sad? Okay, uh, okay, I'm under the well of likelihood. Yeah, I get, it's all the something, you're something, the something of something. I'm wearing the clogs of hunger. You're wearing the, the clogs of hunger. The clogs of hunger. Treadmilling on life. Treadmilling on life had a real shot, but I, I regret to inform you, you are a bit of a one, one-hit wonder. I'm skateboarding through the Library of Justice. Are, are you finished? I'm done for the day, but not for the night. Too. That last one was all right. Thank you. Do you know what? I'll give you that. I'm done for the day, but not for the night. Yeah. That's like a lyric. Did I come up with that? Surely I must you have didn't. done. I must have done. Surely you must have done. I did. Well done. Oh, my God. I'm riding on the fly of the wave. Oh, fuck. And he's lost it. A uh, couple of AOB, by the way, on the podcast before we move on. Oh, really? At the start of a bean thing? That's a bit um, delighted that people have been um, listening. Yeah? What did you just say? Nothing. Delighted. What did you just say? D- AOB comes at the end of meetings, usually. I've never been in a meeting. Uh, fine. Apart from the meeting between my fist and your face. That was pretty tough, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, you're delighted people are listening, and I'm delighted. Thank you very much, everyone. Do you want to let me finish the fucking sentence? Do you want to let me finish the fucking sentence? My name is Sean McLaughlin, and I'm grumpy today. Gr- I'm grumpy. Yeah. I'm flying on the coat of discontent. Yeah, no, it's not so easy, is it? To, to Did you know that was actually easy? That was really easy. It was easy as fuck. Now, where do you want to begin? Do you want to begin with me thanking people for listening, or do you want to begin with you admitting to the listeners that you got all of your Joseph stuff wrong in the last episode? Where do you want to start? Because we, we can go. We can go wherever you want to go. You want to go? Let's go. Let's go. I can go. You want to go? I'll apologise for the footsteps I've left, but not for the snowfall I didn't see. Happy birthday, Grandma. (laughs) You got it wrong. You got Joseph wrong. I got some parts of it wrong, but I got a whole heck of a lot of it right, and we'll discuss it. We'll discuss it in the next segment. And isn't that all you want from any podcast that is about a massive historical text? Is it historical? I'm starting to. I've read this week's. I'm starting to doubt how much of this happened. Fair enough. Anyway, the key thing is people are listening. We're very grateful. Um, iTunes. Can you? Ugh, 
Okay. So it seems gross, doesn't it? I hate doing, asking yeah. for reviews, but at least we're not asking for money. It, it, yeah. We're, we're, we're not never... asking for a Patreon. Just fucking give us a five stars. Uh, no, in fact, we don't have to. Uh, it doesn't have to be a five. A th- solid three. No, 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 no. Give us, a, give us a five. A four, maybe. Give us a five and a one sentence review, or a four and a two sentence review. Give us a three. I'll fucking skin you, Elliot. Do you uh, understand me? I'll put you in my skin book and I will no, flip you. He's going to flip through that. I will flip through what remains. Do you understand me? Do you understand me? Uh, it would be great if you could give a review because I don't know if people listening know this. It really helps like there's algorithms it, and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, it's kind of the most important thing is just for you to leave and us a do rating. Do you know why it would help good. us? I found out why it would help us in particular because I think... Our podcast is almost impossible to find by conventional ways. Because of the spelling of our names. Well, our names. Our names. Or your name. Our names. All right. Oh, so... My name is Sean, S-E-A-N. That is not odd. Oh, oh, here's just a few ways you can spell Sean. S-H-A-W-N. S-H-A-U-N. I agree with you. S-E-A-N with... Various accents. I agree. I agree. Here's one way you can spell Elliot: E L L I O T T. That is not the way you spell it. Fine. Now let me tell you. Let me tell. Let me tell you what I've just found out. You type Sean and Elliot Bible into mm-hmm. Google. Oh God. With the, the, your spelling. Now keep in mind, people will hear Sean and Elliot read the Bible, with and they'll remember. Spelling. They'll remember Sean. They won't remember spelling. They'll just type Elliot how everyone spells it. Now, if you type that into Google, this is not this is not a joke. Uh, it is all about this book written by a man called Sean Elliot Russell no. called The Jesus Boy. No, you are kidding a me. A man called Sean Elliot Russell wrote a book about the Bible, and we are fucked. We uh, are fucked. No. Bible Corp are going to take us to pieces. I... My next mission is to destroy whatever that is. Well, here's the description of the book. Joshua Phillips, a 14-year-old boy, dares to embrace with all of his heart, mind, and strength to follow Jesus. But following the master, master is capitalised, isn't without tribulations and trials as the young man faces the growing pressures of his family, his school, and the mysterious girl he begins to court, Lydia Claremont. This sounds like a riveting read. We just had a chance. This doesn't sound riveting. Are you serious? As the signs and wonders begin to follow the boy, and as the boy's impact begins to be observed throughout the school and community, I mean, it's a very long blub. comes a crucible of saying true regardless of his surroundings or circumstances. This is is bizarre. This is is a holy nightmare, and I'm fully aware that my name isn't marketable, and it's not going to get me anywhere. In a world where people need re- name recognition. Mm. But here is a fact that is 100% swear on my mother true. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. If I wasn't called Elliot, because mm-hmm. I was going to bring this up later, mm-hmm. the name my parents would have chosen oh, is God. Moses. What? I swear to Jesus himself, bruv. Who? The producer. He was on the first episode. Oh, fuck. Remember, remember, he was wearing Crocs. He was crying all the time. He was crying. He was wearing Crocs. Why was he so sad all the time? His wife had left him, I think. There's something going on anyway. So wait, you were going to be called Moses? on my shoulder. Moses J. Fallows. 
Uh, I don't know if the J would have been there or not. I don't know what rolls with Moses. I mean, who who knows what would change? But but we found like a list of baby names, and it was Elliot number one, Moses number two. Oh my god! Yeah, and you and didn't Elliot... know that before this, did you? <laughs> no, 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 no. This is this is an absolute true thing, listeners. Was uh, Elliot spelt wrong even on the original thing? It wasn't like a fuck up on the birth certificate. No, I'm named after T. S. Elliot. It's a great way to be named Elliot. You're named after someone's surname then. Um, one more thing before we crack on. Oh, we've got more business. Yeah, you know our artwork? Yeah, by Ryan Weekman. Which one am I? You're the one on the left. What? You're obviously the one on the left. No, I'm the one on the right. <laughs> I'm the one on the right. No, you're obviously the one on the left. No, I was involved in the design process originally with the other way around, but I said no swappers, so it's Sean and Elliot. Why am I the one on the left? Do I have a bad haircut? No, you've got a very Is good Is this haircut. my way of finding out I have a bad you've haircut? You've got a smashing haircut on the, on the logo. Listeners, if you think Sean's got a smashing haircut, give him a five-star review on iTunes. Or, only... a, or a constructive two. Mm-hmm. Who's the one in the middle, then? Mm-hmm. Who's the one in the middle? Uh, it's Jonathan from Queer Eye. Okay. I, I goddamn love that logo. It, it's, I'm this close to being a cartoon character, which is all I've ever wanted. All you've ever wanted is to be a cartoon character? Because I love animated films and animation, don't I? I want to I wanna work for one of those, one of those big ones that make them. Wh- who do you want to work for? <laughs> the modern day god, Mr. Walt Disney himself. He's dead. Your dream is dead. See you after the break, listeners. So I got some Joseph stuff wrong in the last episode. Yeah. I got uh, little, tiny, little pieces wrong. And actually, I didn't even. Okay, Elliot. Um, what is it you want to say to the listeners? Nothing. What are going to do? We're going to bang me up? No. I haven't done nothing wrong. I've, what have I done wrong? I've done a little bit wrong. I've, I, I said I'd do something, and I, for the most part, did it. And it was great. You know what I did? I didn't even say. I didn't even say. I didn't even say I'd... I'd give a recap of the Bible version of Joseph's story. Okay, what I said is that I like musicals and Joseph and the Amazing Technical the Dreamcoat, and I zipped through the plot of Joseph and the Amazing Technical the Dreamcoat. Stop sweating. Stop sweating. Which is based on that part of Stop Genesis. Stop sweating, Elliot. Okay, and fine. Okay, the real part of Genesis, just to catch you up. Pull your trousers just up. Just to catch you up, listeners. No, pull your, you pull your trousers up right now. Just you stop sweating and you pull your trousers up. Gets me going, this does. Gets me going. Oh, the God, he's flicking through his book missing. of skin. The points he's flicking through his book of skids. The points that we're missing about that story yep. are that Jacob, turns out, is a bit more of a main character than Joseph. <laughs> So you got, so the only bit that you got wrong was the main character. Fair enough. Hmm? Uh, so d- that basically is exactly the story is more or less exactly what I said. As it turns out, the coat is in the book. I just assumed it wouldn't be because it doesn't sound very Bible-y. The Coat's in the book. That's all fine. Then at the end, Joseph reconciles with his family oh, and with his father jo- Jacob. And then that's where this Exodus story continues. It is, and that that is what I said, and that is what I said. That is what, how I said it ended. And anyone who says I didn't, you brought gonna... you, you brought this. Why are you having to go at people? You brought this up to me. 
Why are you being so defensive about yourself? Because I am a very honest and great guy. You're an honest guy. And Name one a, charity you give to. I've got a good sense of humour. Name humor. one charity you I'm give like to. I'm like walking down the beach. I'll turn around. I don't know how many footprints are there. Um, right, let's go into the book of Exodus. What? <clears throat> yes, let's do it. Book of Exodus is where we're up to now, listeners. Book of Exodus, the second book of the Bible. Um, Carol Myers suggests that it's arguably the most important book of the Bible as it presents defining features <laughs> of Israel of Israel's identity. What's happening? <laughs> oh my God, what have you done? What? I have, uh, I don't know who Carol Myers is, um, but that's what she says. Oh my, I'm really panicked. Why are you panicked? Because you've got an A4 notepad and I've got an A5 notepad. Yes, well, you're an old man and I'm a young buck. Oh, gee. Okay. Let's... Oh. Get what? Harold Hargreaves says that uh, Exodus is actually pretty pretty over, overstated in many parts and it, it oversings it. Harold Hargreaves? Yeah. That is the best you could come up with. It was Harold Hargreaves. Here's another bombshell for you, motherfucker. That's a real guy. He's my neighbour. <laughs> Guess how many years ago he died? <laughs> Six. Straight, straight after his wife. What, what? <laughs> Good grief. What a depressing tale. Why are you always trying to bum out the listeners? Last week you told that story about that pregnant woman try, asking for help and you were like, no, no help for you. Oh, don't, and then make, now, me, don't make me say that. Now. And then now, yeah. this. Well, first of all, I was a hero in that story and everyone's very inspired by me. Secondly, I used to give to Oxfam on their £6 a month thing. That's how I knew it existed. Because someone on the street said they liked my hair and then I signed up for £6 a month at Oxfam. Because they said they liked your hair? Yeah. That's what that pregnant woman needed to do. I like your hair, young man. She should have done and I would have given her 50 quid for a hostel. Now, if you remember the Italian man from who I helped when I was a good Samaritan. The bloody cast of characters we've been bringing up already. He didn't even need to mention my hair, but I helped him anyway. You're sensitive about your hair, remember? All right. Kicking off. Kicking it off in Egypt. Are you done? Yep. You've become very cocksure in this podcast. I liked you in the old one when you were really subservient. I'm not a sidekick anymore, mate. You, okay. I'm the co-host. You're the what? So, we begin. As we all remember from my Joseph explanation, Jacob and family. He's got a massive, massive family. Jacob and sons, which is just loads and loads of people, and uh, become known as the children of Israel. And they, yes. all, they all move to Egypt together. And that is where our story begins, following these children of Israel. Egypt. Sphinxes. Pyramids. Tomb Raider 4. Others. A new king comes into power. We'll start there. Sure. Now, at this point, a new pharaoh has come in. Is the pharaoh ever named? Uh, he's just, just called Pharaoh. He's just called Pharaoh. Which I like. Yeah. I like that. That's a, that's a power play. share. Comes into power mm-hmm. and says to these people, look, the Israelites have become much too numerous for us. Come. Comma. We <laughs> must deal shrewdly with them. Yeah, he does not. He's not a fan. No, no, he's not a fan. He always brings them up in just the worst, worst circumstances as well. Just terrible timing to bring that up. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely the worst time to bring that up. Yeah. Um, and so what they do, yeah. uh, the Israelites who are living in Egypt, they mm-hmm. kind of get forced into labour, isn't it? Is that it? They're kind of forced into doing heavy labour for the Egyptians. Yes, they become the slaves. And the more that they get persecuted, the more they multiply. That's what it says in my version. 
Yeah, <laughs> yeah, mine's got that as well. Isn't that weird? I don't understand what they're talking about. They really get off on it. It's like, God, I'm just flipping through the book of skin, aren't they? Yeah, I think they are. They really are. Um, fair enough. Bunch of masochists. Yeah, yeah they're forced into labour. They build Pithom. They build Ramses as store cities. Uh... They're just doing all of it. They're doing, They're all, doing all of it. All those things you know about Egypt, they didn't really build those things. It was more the things you haven't heard of. Yes. No, yeah. actually, they did build them. Moses built them. What, the pyramids? Well, they're built by aliens, weren't they? Yeah, really, Maybe your version is different. really misread that bit. Yeah, must must not. Yeah. Um, anyway, Pharaoh is still threatened by these Israelites. Very insecure. Very insecure guy, actually. Small penis, that is. Uh, small penis, big dreams. Big monuments. Pharaoh is insecure. Yep. So he still deems that all Hebrew boys are to be killed. Killed. He asks the midwives. He asks the Hebrew midwives. Yeah. He says unto them, every time you get a boy one, just kill it. Yeah. And, and they go, what are you talking about? You go, you, you know, you're lopping off the end of their knob. Just, just push, lop. push up four inches, lob them all off, lob it all off. L- lop everything off everything. <laughs> lop it Madam. all of life off, yep. please. Uh, the girls are fine, but the boys are not. Yep. And the midwives are, quote, God-fearing. They fear God. Because they fear God, they said no. Yes. They said no, they're not going to do that. And God looked upon them wonderfully. and He looked upon them very positively from that. He loves a good review, does God and everyone else. And and he just treat those Hebrew midwives brilliantly. Yeah, he did. I think God really starts to be good in this one. We really like this is the book where we the we'll, the God that we recognise starts to really come. We'll, in. we'll come into this because I'm actually very very impressed by this book by yeah, this, yeah. the way this this one's written for God. Yeah, yeah, his arc is happening. No, yes, it is. Oh, that was before his arc with a C is happening with a C. Oh, our spelling does matter. It really does. Uh, <laughs> your teachers were right. <laughs> um, so God likes that. And then the pharaoh goes to the Egyptians and says, kill all the firstborn. And all the Egyptians are straight up fine with it. Now, now the threat is actually there. Straight up fine. Just, they're going to kill all the firstborn boys and they just start doing it. He did tell them to come, didn't he? Yeah. So at this point, one lady says, no, not my son. Not this precious little boy. Yep. Puts a little baby. Yep. Little three-month-old baby. Three-month-old baby. Yep. In a basket, covers it with like... Ornaments and shit. Mine says slime as well. Slime? Slime. I think she kind of dirties the basket. It's a mine slime says, the actual word that you use? Yeah, I was really surprised to find the word slime in the dictionary, especially this early on. In the dictionary, are you reading? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Absolute incompetent boob. I was really surprised to you find will ne- the word... You will never get a job in animation. Really, I was really surprised. I was really surprised to find the word slime in the uh, Bible, um, especially this, this early on. Um, Covered it with slime and with pitch. Yes. Releases the basket mm-hmm. down the Nile. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And passing all of the sweet, sweet bile. <laughs> sweet bile and buys. Yep. <laughs> and just dead buys. Sweet bicycles. Bi- <laughs> <laughs> really dilapidated river they've got. To you have to it. buy the Bible if you're listening to this, by the way. Please. You have to buy. We are fucking begging you. Please just try to smile as you're looking at the Nile. Um. This is going to be a nightmare to keep up this joke. Uh, <laughs> We're not going to. Pharaoh's daughter finds this child, yeah. this basketed baby. And may I tell you, Elliot, that that little baby became the penguin. 
Oh, shit, bruv. And then that one died and it happened again. And this one was Moses. Oh, but still played by Danny DeVito. Danny DeVito plays Moses from here on in. Yeah. Absolutely. Can you do that impression? Because we're going to need it later. We're all right. So Moses mm-hmm. is raised by the daughter of the Pharaoh. That's amazing. Moses grows up. Mooses. What did I say, Mooses? Yeah. <laughs> Mooses and Gord. This is where we are. Uh, Moses grows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't really find out much about his youth. Do you have anything in yours? Mine doesn't remember much about his youth. It really skips that bit. Yeah, it just goes, yeah, and then he grew up. It doesn't really talk about... Well, it doesn't... That's what happens in all these stories, though, isn't it? They always skip the bits. Well, I find it weird, because mine, it's like, it skips, but it immediately... Like, it says that Moses knows that he's an Israelite. But how does he know? How different are the Egyptians to the to the Israelites, like, physically? I think not... Very, surely. He, it, I mean, I it, can't it, imagine it kind of, they are. It, it kind of suggests in mind that he just kind of gets away with it. He can kind of just pass for one. But I don't know, but but it just seems like he knew, like, because the, cause the next thing he does is he goes up to, um, well, he just goes up and he looks uh, at some of the hard work that some of the Israelites are doing and he's disgusted. Uh, and he sees an Egyptian beating up a Hebrew. Yes. That's what it says. This, I goddamn love Moses as a character. Okay, well, yeah. fair enough. And it's because of this. Beats up a Hebrew. Not Moses, the Egyptians beating up Hebrew. <laughs> and then Moses then looks around. Sees nobody's doing anything. Sees no one's doing anything. So he murders the Egyptian for doing that. He just kills the Egyptian guy. Buries him in the sand. Yeah. Yeah. You like that, do you? I like that he's willing to just be a hero like that from the off. Maybe it is the penguin. That's the type of thing the penguin would do. Maybe. Hard to know. Um, but what I'm trying to say is, like, how does he know? How does he just know? I saw it as being that it was like a slave being beaten up by the master. That's what he's disgusted at. Well, not really the slave, just that somebody's beating up someone else. Well, you could tell that it's an Egyptian and a Hebrew because the Egyptian would be the one with the power and probably the nice clothes. Of course, yeah. But like, how does he know that he is a Hebrew? How does Moses know how that does Moses, Moses know? is or, a Hebrew? Yeah. Is it like... Man, I, I've got I, a, I've got a much more self-deprecating wit than the rest of these guys. I did, <laughs> I did ask myself that, um, and I think I think this is one of those bits where it says it, and we've read it, and we didn't get it. So I think he knows he's a Hebrew because something happened. Oh, yeah, and such small portions. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, so Moses. Uh, kills the Egyptian, mm-hmm. hides him. Yeah, and then the next day he goes back. This sees... bit pisses me off. Well, there you go. So what the fuck are you talking about? Next day he sees two Hebrews fighting. Yeah, and then Moses realizes what is it? Well, how's how's it phrased in yours? Well, in mine it suggests that they dob him in because they're saying, well, if you're gonna kill an Egyptian, how do you know you're not just gonna kill us? Like yeah, they yeah. might. I think they just think he's a bad egg. Then he has to flee. Is that how you take it? I can't. Yeah. Oh, I can't find mine. I took mine a bit differently, but it was like he go. He basically Moses goes. Oh, they are aware of what I've done. It's like non-stop murder in this book. There's always people like freaking Cain and Abel murdering people and thinking, oh, I'll get away with this. They never do. They never do. Literally never. But Moses kind of does. He kind of does. For the most part. Yeah. So Pharaoh he- hears about it. Moses becomes. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Like number one wanted man of all of Egypt. He's got his poster, he's got his face plastered all over the walls. Who's having to print those posters off exactly? Probably the Hebrews. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got to build a wall, they've got to print the posters, they've got to 
make the paper for the post, the papyrus, papyrus for the posters. Yeah, and they got to write all the quips for that night's Jack Benny show. Sweet. I wonder how many of these we can do exactly. Uh, let's not test ourselves. Okay. There's there's a challenge that maybe this show could do without. So then Moses gets a bus right out of there. <laughs> he exiles himself basically. Uh, flees to Midian. It's like kind of like a tribe of people is the way I read that. Where he befriends this family yeah. and have like a flock and he helps their flock. Yeah, he becomes a shepherd. The father is called Jethro. Jethro? Any relations you think to the West Country comedian Jethro? It's the same one, isn't it? And eventually Jethro's daughter is given to Moses in marriage. Yeah, and pretty nice. The daughter is called Zipporah. Zipporah. Or is it Zipporah? Well, it's hard. To, this is something I was going to raise today because there's a lot of characters in this one. Mm. And there are, I don't know about your your version apostrophes in the middle of every name in this book and no, it drives me up the wall it's done as e apostrophe gypped is it yep it's mo apostrophe zez <laughs> it's like a yorkshireman's written it hit hititis hititis they're all just broken up with apostrophes and it's it's really confusing me especially with one character we'll meet slightly later on uh moses marries zipporah mm-hmm. they have a son called gershom yes which means what it's it's to symbolise the fact that Moses is a stranger in a strange land. Well, Gershom, yes. Gershom is to like sojourn, sojourner. Well, yes. If you Google I mean, that, you'll find that exactly. The word, word he actually the the word he actually says, yeah. the phrase he actually uses in mine is, "I have become an alien." Oh. So, I'm taking that to mean he builds the pyramids. He's bec- well, I'm, and he's in Egypt. Yeah. I'm, my belief is that there's some sort of alien race that we've not been told about. Maybe he's become like a sort of E.T. figure. Yeah. He is now... God, who made them and on what day? I mean, I, I can't believe this isn't more famous. This, every version of this story I've ever seen acted out or like a TV or film... They look human. They look human. Yeah. But it, Moses is an alien, is an extraterrestrial. He has become an alien. So he's an alien. So yours is alien. Mine is stranger in a strange land. Yeah. Yeah. Well... I mean, I'm going with he's an alien because I think it really makes sense. Thinking about him through the, like, he's like E.T. Yes, it does make the, sh- the it, like, oh, he's in Egypt. He built the pyramids. Yeah. He's an alien. He's got all those powers as well. He's got those powers. Jesus. Moses phone home. Yeah. He does as well. Exactly. They don't pick up. They do not pick up. Not for a while. Because they're ashamed of him and what he's done. He's an alien in a strange land. Yes. And at this point, God, mm-hmm. remember God? Yep. Hears the moaning from the Israelites. He hears the moans and the cries of, of all of them. Yes, both of pain and of passion. Oh, yeah. God knows they're crying out for him. He does. His ears are burning. This is the but call. his ears are not the only thing that's burning, my friend. This no? is the call to action. This is the great bit. Because mine is talking about how it's now God's hearing these cries... And the cries are to be brought to the promised land. Mm. And that's what the covenant is. So when he made that deal with Abraham and Isaac, we were like, chip your dicks. Yeah, yeah. And this is, he rem- he's like, he's remembered, oh, fuck, I had Jacob, a deal. Yeah, 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 he's like, oh, I've, oh, yeah, I've got these people. I promised them a safe land. I promised them a holy land. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. promised land, that's what they're crying out for. And then he goes, I'm rushing into action. Because yeah. God is about to redeem himself. Or he's going to try to. That's what this story's about. Welcome. Um, and is then, that what you take this story to be about? I took it. Well, this is what I've said because I said I said I think maybe in the last episode that this book so far has been about this guy trying to do something. He fucks up royally. I think he's he destroys up here, though, the world. He? he makes these horrible, horrible mistakes, and then the rest of the book should be him 
trying to earn redemption. And that's what this... He's now been like, I'm going to stick to my word. I'm going to be a good guy. I'm going to save people instead of instead of solving all the problems with killing everyone, which we might do a little bit of. But for the most part, he's doing it for good reasons now, rather than just being insane. He's now like making choices well, like an yes. actual hero would. And the decision he makes yeah. is he needs a vessel on Earth. Yeah. And that vessel yeah. is a little reptilian alien... A little fellow with just two fingers, yep. two little feet, going... Beep, 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 beep. Really tall, really grey, really bald. Moses, who That's talks him. to God in yep. the form of a burning bush. A bush starts burning. This is a very famous story. Yeah. Bush starts burning. Moses sees the bush. The bush starts talking. And what does he say? What? God called unto him out of the midst of the bush and said, Moses, Moses. And he said, here I am. Yes. So it's like he's trying to catch his attention as a burning bush, being like, Moses, over here. And Moses is like, oh, oh, here I am. Here I am. Here I am. Yeah. Yep. Uh, do not come, come, come any closer, God said. I'm on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Take off your sandals, for the place where you are standing is holy ground. Nice. Mm. Yeah. Then he said, I am the God of your father, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. At this, Moses hid his face because he was afraid to look at God. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fair enough, I guess. He's probably heard some stories like, I've heard this guy flooded the earth. And you shouldn't just stare into fire anyway. No, you shouldn't. It's dangerous. Dangerous business. There you go. Um, Basically, through this burning bush, Mm -hmm. God lets Moses know that he hears the cries of the Israelites and it's time to sort it out. Time to pull his finger out of his ass and sort out the Israelites. And through Moses, he's going to do that. Um, But he's worried that no one will believe him. And he says, what do I tell these people? And God says, and I quote, I am that I am. And then Moses says, God, how will they know I am from you? You're going to keep that up for the whole shebang, are you? Oh, no. You, You love digging yourself into these holes you do, don't you? No, I don't just love it. The public love it. Right, guys? You tie your shoelaces to the shoelaces of the beyond. The public does love it. So... I'm the villain. Moses asked God, but how are they going to believe me? If I go to the Pharaoh and say, you've got to let all the Hebrews out, how are they going to believe him? And then God basically performs a series of elaborate tricks. Pranks. Pranks, almost. Yeah, Yeah. I'd say so. Um, He says... Give them these nuts, but they open the nuts and snakes jump out. Yeah. Except they're not nuts, it's the staff. Hey, sit on this chair. Yeah. Um, but what he genuinely does is he, he gives him a, he has a staff with him, like a wooden staff. You interrupted my fart noise. Yeah, give him um, a staff. A wooden staff, that is, not a, he doesn't have staff. Well. He goes, put the staff down and the staff turns into a snake. And then Moses goes, Whoa! Go on, what was that? That's what Moses probably went, like, Whoa! Oh, yeah. Sorry, mine's got loads of apostrophes in, so I couldn't really tell. Oh, fair enough. Said. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> uh, and then the snake turns back into a staff. Yeah. That's weird that he would do that. And it's just little things to be like, look, I'm a bit odd. I've got a little bit of something happening here. Like at one point he goes like, put your hand in your cloak. And he puts his hand in his cloak yeah. and he pulls it out and it's like covered in leprosy and stuff. And then he goes, put it back in. Yeah. He puts it back in and it's fine. Yeah. And you think, look, if I was Moses, I'd go, yeah, I believe you. I believe, I, I know you can do this. You're a burning bush. Yeah. Pretty cool trick. Uh, also, he says he'll turn water into blood. So. <laughs> That's a bit of a threat. Moses, at this point, says to God, I don't think I'm up for it. 
I don't speak well. Me. I'm not confident. Yeah. Not sure if you've noticed, God, but I'm a two-foot-tall alien. Weird. I'm a tiny little alien in a foreign land. And what does God say? Pull yourself together. Basically that. Pretty much that. <laughs> Uh, well, there's like choice little lines that God says throughout this conversation. So he says in it, I am that I am. He just says things like that. Yeah, he like does. weird little album titles. Like he's trying to get a bit of appreciation for something. Mm. So he goes back. So he, he, do, he does all this stuff. So at this point, we're introduced to either Moses's mate or his brother. We think it's his brother. Well, it says his brother, safe, doesn't it? To be safe, I'm going to say it's his PA. <laughs> That's my sister. Yeah. Yeah. Aaron... Or is in mine is it is legit AA Ron, which I really like AA apostrophe Ron um, is like that is like Moses's little helper. Yeah, who I have never heard of. I've never heard of it. Aaron, this I... story it's always Moses doing stuff. Aaron does most of this shit. Aaron does all of it. Aaron does all of it. He's the one with the staff in mind. He's he's the yeah, one who has he's the, the staff. One who does all of that stuff. But we have to just say it's Moses for some reason because Aaron must have done something later on that he's now been re- like written out of history yeah that, that's what happens yeah so aaron and moses go on their way now in yours moses and aaron more like i just i just want to i've got a bit here it is moses returns to egypt so it is exodus four twenty four. at a lodging place on the way the lord met moses and was about to kill him is this in yours <laughs> Lord met Moses and was oh about to God, kill him. Yeah. Then Zipporah took a flint knife, cut oh. off her son's foreskin. Now, what's going on here? Because the the word Moses is like got weird, yeah. like um, punctuation around it. Is it not our Moses? Is it a different one? What have you got? Well, because mine's only got the one apostrophe. Mine's got that like weird. Oh, like this made up your own thing. There. The Lord met Moses and was about to kill him, but Zipporah took a flint knife, cut off her son's foreskin, and touched Moses' feet with it. Yeah, surely a bloody hus- husband art thou to me. And so he let him go, and she said, A bloody husband thou art, because of the circumcision. Oh, if, my- if you weren't aware of what <laughs> of what I've just done there. It was like Moses, a- my husband, I've just cut off part of our son's dick. It was an emergency circ. Yeah. Emergency circumcision she in the moment. Up a sharp stone what? But that comes out of foreskin. Absolutely nowhere. nowhere. It comes absolutely nowhere that. Yeah. Lord just He's still got it in him. He's still got this thing where you go, I'm going to fucking kill that prick. Like, what's he's he He's got doing? a little bit of the itch. Bit of the itch. He is an... He is, all right, I'll give you this. I'm starting to like God more, but he is an anti-hero. The only reason I don't like... I like God more, I think, is because there's this bigger villain, the Pharaoh guy. Like, the Pharaohs that we've, meet, we've met. You think the Pharaoh is a bigger villain than God so well, yeah, far? Yeah, they're like, just kill babies. Just kill babies for no point. Just because babies, because I'm jealous of them. Oh, that's what the Pharaoh does. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like God where, would do where, anything like that. Whereas God's like kind of trying to fix his mistake. He's just, he's just, he's the idiot at work. He's trying to hide everything he's doing. Fair enough. Whereas the Pharaoh's a batshit, but God's batshit here in this bit. Um, then, anyway, and, after that brief, bizarre thing. And, and then immediately afterwards, Moses tells Aaron everything God told him. I assume still covered in his son's blood. He's just like staring at the wall, covered in his son's penis blood, going like, (laughs) and then God told me I should go to Egypt. Um, And that's why we're here, Aaron, if you didn't know already. And Aaron's like taking notes. Aaron's like, yeah. Taking notes. Are you okay? What's that blood? What's that blood? Oh, yeah, God, there. Then came into the night, tried to kill me. Um, uh, My wife luckily got off his son's dick. Don't worry, it's not my blood. It's not my blood. It's It's my my son's dick blood. Um... (laughs) Um, okay, shall we get some sleep? And then those two sleep in little twin beds in one room. And then the next room, it's Zipporah and the crying baby. 
in my head. In my head, this is like happening in a motel. Good. I'm really glad that we get to know what's happening in your head as you read this. <laughs> but God's standing at the, at the window. All right. just silhouette. All right. Shut the fuck up, Elliot. Um, Moses and Aaron are brought together. They go to the elders of Israel. They tell the elders what's going on. The elders believe them. And then that's great. And they went to the wilderness. And the Lord said to Aaron, go into the wilderness and meet Moses. And he went and he met him at the Mount of God and kissed him. Uh, with tongues, you reckon? <laughs> uh, is Aaron an alien? <laughs> so is it ever explained if Aaron's an alien? Aaron, or is it a human <laughs> and alien? It's my theory about Aaron, and I'm keeping this because if something happens later, I think Aaron is a time traveller from our time who is just like a slob who's been who's just in it now. And the reason none of us know about Aaron is he's just gone back in time, met Moses, is Moses' pal. He's doing these weird bits. He's kind of attracted to Moses. The, these bits didn't used to be in the Bible. No. They just appeared when Aaron changed the timeline. Because I'll, I'll mention it now. There's a point when they say, uh, uh, it's really funny. I think it's really funny. Uh, oh, okay, okay. So the next point, basically, is they meet the children of Israel. They meet the people who are going to go save and meet the Hebrews. Mm. And it says, uh, and they met Moses and Aaron who stood in the way, <laughs> and they came forth from Pharaoh. It's like he's been superimposed <laughs> into the story. He's like, oh, sorry, Moses. <laughs> like, like, there is a famous part of the Bible where Moses has to stand in front of everyone. But in this one, it, Aaron's just like, where's Moses? Oh, oh, there you are. And just like slides out of the way. And it's because Aaron is a modern-day man like, played so, by T.J. Miller. Like, so, like, so, somewhere, somewhere now. Aaron is on this earth right now, looking at the Bible, going, fuck. <laughs> just, fuck, I made it in, fuck. I can't believe I did this. Yeah. But Maybe, yeah, Aaron, Aaron's my favourite character, because I think he's a, a time traveller. Well, you've got a modern man, and you've got an alien, and they're trying to save some Jews. And they're just kissing. But they're just snogging kissing, in the wilderness. saving the Jews, covered in baby blood. <laughs> Classic Friday night. Coming summer of 2019. Um, let's have a little break, as yeah. we find out whether these two crazy idiots get the job done so will these two idiots get the job done let's find out we're the idiots we're the idiots oh yeah I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. Uh, just got a text from Bible Court, by the way. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. How'd they get your number? I don't know. I'm amazed they don't have yours. Do you even know how to use a phone, though? You're a bit old. I don't have a phone. No. Uh, you have, like, one of those dial-up sort of ones. You put, you have to put the ear in one thing and the and mouth. And then the mouth and the, other, in yeah, the other, yeah, yeah. In the other mouth, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And you go, hello, operator? Yeah. Bible Corporation, please. We used to call it a horn. And then we dial it and we just shout into it and say, Police! Police, there's a man in my house, police! But the man was Aaron. He's on his way to the past to save us all. So, they go to the Pharaoh. Moses and Aaron, Beauty and the Beast. They go to the Pharaoh and say, This is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Let my people go so they may hold a festival to me in the desert. <laughs> is that Burning Man? Yeah, it is. Are they going to have Burning Man? Is that God's idea? Yeah. That's obviously something that Aaron has added since coming from the future. He goes, hey, guys, maybe you should settle to the pharaohs. Do you just want to host like a sweet bog session? 
We could get Red Hot Chili Peppers to play, bro. I took a leaf from the burning bush, man. Get you real high. Get you real high. High on the fumes of God. Pharaoh says, who is the Lord? And who is who is Bob Marley? Why do you keep banging on about him, Aaron? <laughs> and Aaron takes off his headphones and says, "No, uh, you heard the man. <laughs> Pharaoh says, who is the Lord that I should obey him and let Israel go? I do not know the Lord and I will not let Israel go. Fair enough, I think. If you've never heard of God, this- right, and there's two, and an alien and a weirdo come up and go, oh yeah, there's this guy who really hates you, uh, you've got to let all your slaves go. And he went, who? Get out. You. Yeah, it's who? absolutely fair. Yeah, yeah. And he's gone un- unchallenged up to this point. This is, the, this is a different pharaoh from before. He's like the son of the pharaoh who killed all the babies, but he's just as mental. What do you mean the one who killed all the babies? You know when they were killing Moses' colleagues when he was a baby? Oh, yeah. Different pharaoh. Uh, different guy. Yeah. Um, so they said, the king, the god of the Hebrews has met with us. Now, take a three day, now let us take a three-day journey into the desert to offer sacrifices to the Lord our God and mosh our tits after some sweet desert rock. I can't believe this is in here. Yeah, I know. It's weird. T apostrophe I-T-S. Weird. Absolutely weird. But the king of Egypt said, Moses and Aaron, why are you ta- taking the people away from their labor? Get back to your work. Pharaoh said, look, the people of the land are now numerous and you are stopping them from working. So basically, he fucks over yeah. the Hebrews even more. He's so disgusted at the request, he makes the Israelites work even harder. Yeah. He's miffed him off. He's miffed him off. Classic little goof, that is. The Pharaoh accuses them of being lazy. Mm-hmm. The Lord reassures Moses, reassures yep. him, says, no, you did the right thing. Don't worry about it. Moses then goes back to the Israelites and says, no, this is what the Lord said. The Israelites don't believe him. Uh, and it's very sad. I imagine it's a real low point in his life. Keep in mind, though, that Moses is 80 at this point, according to my Bible. He's not a young man. Not a young man. He's a late in life. So oh, yeah. He's, yeah. He's, he's experienced failure before. Moses returns to the Lord and said, Oh God, oh Lord, why have you brought trouble upon this people? Is this why you sent me? Ever since I went to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has brought trouble upon this people, and you have not rescued your people at all. Yeah, God. He's trying. He's doing his best. He's only just started out with this hero malarkey. He's not used to it. Um, And the Lord promises deliverance. Talks about how he's heard all the moaning, how he's going to make a great thing. It's going to be a great festival. Cops are totally going to turn a blind eye towards yeah, weed consumption. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They know the guy who owns the land. Yeah, yeah. There's going to be loads of bros. It's going to be mm-hmm. like chicks and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's going to be great. And he also says, what you need to do is go to the pharaoh. Right, go to the pharaoh. But maybe we'll get Aaron to talk to you. Because Aaron has the gift of the gab. Aaron knows what he's doing. He knows all these words we don't know yet. Yeah. Like, diggity. And photocopier. (laughs) Moses and Aaron then go to the Pharaoh. Yep. They do just as the Lord command. Aaron throws his staff down in front of the Pharaoh and his officials, and it becomes a snake. So that's that bit. Aaron does that. Aaron does that. Moses takes the cred. But here we go. Pharaoh then summons wise men and sorcerers and the Egyptian magicians, who in there like, yeah, we can do that. That's not a big deal. He's got tricks of his own. Can they do that, though? What uh, the hell are they talking about? Well, there must be something they can do in the way that modern-day magicians do that kind of shit, right? But that's like... That seems like a very specific thing. Yeah. Maybe they also... Maybe they're like the bad guy time travellers. Yeah. I can't piece that together. I don't know. No, maybe they are, well, actually. They're just doing the mag- bad guy time travellers. Right. Uh, but Pharaoh... Pharaoh. Were Pharaoh's thought of as being 
gods or like next to gods, right? I guess in, so. in Egyptian god terms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not to muddy the waters with different mythologies here. But yeah, yeah. Maybe Pharaoh can then be like, well, I'm magic. I'm magic. I'm magic too. Then then it makes him more untouchable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so then they do the other stuff. They do the blood one. Yeah, yeah. Moses turns the river into blood. He turns the river Nile into blood. Yeah. And then the Pharaoh's like, yeah, I'm all right. I can do it. We can do that. Yeah. We can Just do that. Ribena. Then. Because he puts his staff in the water and then it becomes blood. If there's a little button to release the dye, it will just look like blood's going in the water. Yeah, but, that's, but all the fish die. It's fucked. Yeah. Then frogs. Frogs just. Appear. Loads of frogs appear. They're really. Loads and loads of frogs appear. And they go, is this enough, Pharaoh? And Pharaoh goes, nah, I think my magicians can do that. And okay. the magicians are like, yeah, we can do that, but like. Have you noticed how Goshen, Goshen, the part where all the Israelites are, they're not getting any of this shit? No. Maybe they're not. Oh God. The magicians know that they're out of the league here, yeah. but they can't not do the, what the Pharaoh says. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're playing with the big boys now. And then basically now all of the, all of the big plagues come. You know, the, the, the big the famous, big famous plagues, plagues, they so, all start coming, and the Pharaoh does not relent. Does not relent. So, so gnats, that's the next one after the frogs, is gnats. We're going full lines plagues, are we? This yeah. Is great. Yeah, strap in, everyone. What do you think of the gnats one? Uh, gnats, I think, is fine. It's a good one to start with. Good one It's like start. a nuisance. You want to find your level, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, God, like, tell them I'm going to give them a load of gnats. Yeah. And the and gnats it, just arrive. It gives them a bunch of gnats. And it's interesting at this one, in, in my book at least, it said, the magician said to Pharaoh, this is the finger of God. But Pharaoh's heart was hard and he would not listen. The so, heart is hard keeps coming up. Yeah, the I, heart is hard. Yeah. I don't it's know just, what that means. I think it just means he's stubborn. He's not changing his mind. Yeah. But like all of his advisors are going, God is punishing us. He is. I kind of, res- I kind of respect this Pharaoh. The fa- yeah. Really believes in his Standing principles. Standing by his political opinions. Absolutely. Uh, we then have the plague of flies. We then have the plague of livestock. A flies one you can skip, really. Yeah, you can skip that. Bullshit. Uh, plague on livestock, though. That's not ideal. Plague of livestock? Plague on livestock. Lives, <laughs> livestock. Plague on livestock. <laughs> the plague on livestock. Yeah, there's a guy called Livestock. It's, it's amazing we've got a podcast and neither of us can speak. I hate my life. <laughs> the plague on livestock. So well, all the cows are just dying out. Everyone's fucking off. Everyone's, Everyone's fucking, fucking off. off. Then there's the plague of hail. Now, this is a big moment because the hail destroys everything. Worst hailstorm in the history of Egypt, it says, as long as Egypt has been a country. Make mm-hmm. sure to claim that. The officials of Pharaoh who feared the word of the Lord hurried to bring their slaves and their livestock inside. But those who ignored the word of the Lord left their slaves and livestock in the field. And it's terrible. And it says here, the flax and barley were destroyed since the barley was in the ear and the flax was in bloom. The wheat and spelt, however, were not destroyed because they ripen later. What an utterly pointless... What a weird detail. What a goddamn fucking... I don't know. Anyway. Then the locusts. Now, the locusts is the big... That's the famous one. What's a locust? Is it like it eats crops? A bug that eats crops? Oh, is it? Maybe. They've already destroyed all the crops. Well, I don't know. This is my issue, is that the gnats and the flies and the locusts seem like... In the Venn diagram of plagues you can pick... Well, if you were going to do one today, like if Aaron was to, Aaron was probably saying, if Aaron we should do back. a modern one, but yeah. God was like, no, we haven't invented that yet. Like he'd do like a plague of DVDs. You <laughs> do know, you or like, oh, nobody has these anymore. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's like a nuisance. Things are, things yeah, are, yeah. Things are bothersome. But yeah. I guess they didn't have that much stuff back then. So you had to go like, well, we've got gnats. I guess we do gnats. Flies. Yeah, yeah. Where do 
they come from? Who? Do all the flies in the world go to Egypt on that day? Or is God shitting these flies out? Like he's inventing them on the spot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. Like for the rest of the world, is it just a lovely day? Because there's no flies. That would be a nice image. Let's all just think it's that. That's How nice, come we never, f- we never find out what's happening elsewhere, do we? We never find out what's happening in England. <laughs> At this point, I'd imagine it's just Queen Elizabeth. She's already set up, and she's like, Wherest beeth thy flies? Oh, 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 your highness, the flies haveth run away. And the queen says, Let there be light. Or what'd she say? Some that cake. Let them eat cake. Let them eat cake. Marie Antoinette said that, though, not Queen Elizabeth I. Yeah, same. Queen Elizabeth I was not around as well before the birth of Christ. Who? Oh, so here it says that God brought a wind and all of the locusts were blown into the Red Sea. Uh, The next plague is the darkness. So... Go on, do the joke. I guess so. Do the goddamn joke. The what? No, no, go on. I'm not going to make, what, make a joke about how it, people couldn't see. That was very serious, actually. The darkness got very popular in Egypt for a little while. Oh, my heart hurts. Why? Just my heart hurts. Fair enough. Yeah. And then the final plague. The one we've all been waiting for. Kaiser Chiefs. No. Um, <laughs> the plague on the first board. What is it with firstborn? They love firstborn. This is a full-on revenge mission by this point. It's like, you threaten our firstborn, we will actually come after your firstborn. Yeah. Um, So God gives him some instructions about how to protect his own people here, right? Yes, now this is it. Lord says to Moses, uh, this month is to be for you the first month, the first month of the year. Tell the whole community of Israel that on the 10th day of each month, each man is to take a lamb for his family, one for each household. They talk about making the lamb. Mm -hmm. All the lamb you have to eat, slaughtering it at a certain time. We all know the lamb stuff. All this lamb stuff. It's just a very specific instruction about where to get the blood from to put it over your door, right? Yes, that's right. Um, and also talking a lot about how they have to eat bread without yeast at this point. Now, this yes. is uh, we, I need to put an asterisk next to this. There's a lot about this. Can you read the quote on this one and tell me your numbers? Uh, so the people at home can follow along. Then put your crayons down. Stop eating just, dirt. Just Darren. read this bit. All right, so it's fifteen. So Exodus, uh, Exodus twelve fifteen. For seven days you are to eat bread made without yeast. On the first day, remove the yeast from your houses. For whoever eats anything with yeast in it for the first day until the seventh must be cut off from Israel. Well, it seems deal, like it was man. it was written by someone who had a lot of money tied up in a sort of rival product to yeast. Seven days shall you eat unleavened bread. Unleavened mine, bread, yes. Mine, mine doesn't mention the yeast; it just knows that it's maybe it, you know, like the you know, like so. Last time you said the pillar of salt was like a metaphor for crying. Mm. Maybe this is like a metaphor for don't rise up against me or something like that. Know your place and eat your bread. Great metaphor. Yeah. So basically, what they have to do is they're all having this celebration, all the Israelites, and what they do is they use some blood. Just a bit of blood. A little bit of blood. Take a bunch of hyssop, dip it in the blood in the basin, put some of the blood on the top and both sides of the door frame. And the blood on the door frame means that when God's coming through... When he's at a big, dark, evil cloud... Big, dark, evil stalking cloud Stalking the God, streets, looking for firstborns. Uh, if he sees blood on your door, uh, he'll go, these are Hebrews, they've listened to me. Leave them be. I'm going to leave their firstborns. Yep. 
And that's what he does. So God goes through, kills the firstborn of all of them. Yep. All of them, including the Pharaoh's own son. Damn, it's just got personal. At midnight, the Lord struck down all the firstborn in Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh, who sat on the throne, to the firstborn of the prisoner, who was in the dungeon, and the firstborn of all the livestock as well. I mean, does he have to kill the livestock firstborn? Are they really to do with this? It is very much... It always says whenever in this story people suffer, the animals also suffer. It's like man and beast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's something going on there where there's they've got their own little story going on, their own little exodus. Yeah. But they can't do anything about it. Yeah. There's no, like, pig Moses. Maybe there is. It'd be ironic. You like that? All my jokes are getting cut. <laughs> there was a loud wailing in Egypt, for there was not a house without someone dead. Jesus. Who? Ugh. During the night, Pharaoh summoned Moses and Aaron... <laughs> And said, up, leave my people, you and the Israelites. Go, worship the Lord as you have requested. Take your flocks and herbs, and as you said, and go. Get out of here. So they go, they go. The Egyptians urged the people to hurry and leave the country. So the people took their dough before the yeast was added. (laughs) Genuinely says that. Holler. Yeah. So they took all the stuff. They get going. Um... With the dough they had bought from Egypt, they baked cakes of unleavened bread. The dough was without yeast, because none of this is made up, by the way. This is exactly what they're saying as they, as they continue this is to the run away. most believable bit in it. It's just that people are picking up bread. And then the Lord then passed over these Passover restrictions mm-hmm. to all the people. All the people. So he's not going to kill any firstborns now? Well, he just talks about uh, the regulations for the Passover in terms of eating the meat. Okay. Uh, how to praise the Lord and stuff like that. We all know Passover. It must be eaten inside one house. Uh, take none of the meat outside the house. Do not break any of the bones. The whole community of Israel must celebrate it. Very stressful meal. Well, maybe it is. The next rules. Here's the next uh, paragraph. An alien living among you. Shifty eyes. Which one is it? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I did not know there was an alien among us. (laughs) What is love? Teach me how to play baseball. Hey, man, I can't teach you love. I got to get back to high school, bro. I can't teach you love, but I can't teach you lust, bro. Let's kiss again. (laughs) Aaron's my kind of guy. I like kissing you, alien bro. I think I'm attracted to Aaron. Okay, well, let's find out if you find out how long his dick is. Uh, It's going to be an inch shorter, I can tell you that much. Whoa. (laughs) An alien living among you who wants to celebrate the Lord's Passover must have all the males in his household circumcised. Never thought about that. Do aliens get circumcised? They do if they want to go in the Passover celebration. Then he may take part like one born in the land. No uncircumcised male may eat of it. The same law applies to the native born and to the alien living among you. (laughs) He is an alien. Let's get that alien, guys. So they all do that. They all do that. Freaky. Lord then does this weird thing where he basically claims that all the firstborns are him. Kind of ignoring that. It's a bit culty. We, we've at this point now, God has saved some people. This is first save. Yeah. This is, this is Spider-Man getting a cat out of a tree kind of thing. This is like, he's done a good job. What? Nice, nice attempt. What do you mean is Spider-Man getting a cat out of a tree? But he's killed the cat. Does the metaphor work now? Well, if Spider-Man has also destroyed the world twice over before saving the cat. Yeah, but he's redemption. It's redemption. It's great power and, and whatnot. And the responsibility. You think Spider-Man saving a cat out of a tree is a tale of redemption? You really need to start Uh, watching other films. You need to watch other films. I've watched watched one film. What what film? Hmm? We just, you know, Elliot... uh, Oh, this fucking feature. Elliot Elliot watched a film. Elliot watched a movie. (sighs) First of all, about this feature, you change the name of the... 
feature every week. What's it this week? Elliot watched a movie. Elliot watched a movie or a film or a short film or an internet video. I hate this feature. Right, people listening, you want to explain this? If it's their first time listening, first of all, God knows how you've made it this far. Secondly, Elliot loves features on podcasts because he's a sad idiot hack moron and he thinks that he just wants this podcast to be candy crush for the ears. No. I watch a film about the Bible so you don't have to. And I have a feature as well. Though actually I'm not going to do my one. My regular one unless Adam starts coming back. Final tally on Adam's blowjobs, zero. So I can go? I don't want you to do... I don't want you to do... Do you have to do this now? Can we do it later? If uh, you said that, I, I don't think you'll let me do it later. I know you don't like it, but it's always porn. It's always porn. I've never watched porn in my life. Knowingly, I've never watched. Knowingly, porn. I've never watched porn in my Elliot. life. Elliot, Elliot Jer- watched a movie. Jerusalem watched Fallows. Elliot Jerusalem Fallows watched a movie. Moses Jerusalem Fallows. What do you want? To, what? All right. Can I do one more? Is this the last one? It's the last one. Genuinely. Yeah. Is it Exodus, Gogs and Kings? No. And it's not my other choice, which was XX Exodus, Gods and Kings. <laughs> All right. Okay. Elliot watches a movie. Elliot watched a movie. Don't be a fucking idiot. Oh. <laughs> Sorry. Open on Egypt. Just a bunch of shirtless men. Tug- tugging, tugging along. <laughs> tugging those ropes. Oh, it's hard work. Hard day's work. They're all hot. Hot. Hot they are. They're all hot. And together in the shirt of this. And they look each other in the eye. And they look up to the sky. And they sing the words, Deliver us. The Prince of Egypt is an epic retelling of the Exodus story. The animated feature from the then burgeoning DreamWorks Animation Studio boasted a stellar voice casting, including... Val Kilmer, Ray Fiennes, John Goodman, Sandra Bullock, and Patrick Stewart. Although a faithful adaptation, the film is heavily wait. on the relationship. What's what's going on? Elliot watched the film. Prince of Egypt. The film leads heavily on the relationship between Moses and Pharaoh Ramesses. Elliot, see more on their life. What are you reading from? I've written a review of the film. I cannot. You've written. A, you've written this review. This is what this feature. Oh, this is the fourth time I've done this. Now, this is what this feature is. This is not what this feature is. This is not what this feature is. This is this is this is worse. Than the original, at least the original feature had had at least your own spirit in it, bit of fucking soul and sustenance. Because then, if I watch the film and then the listener can watch the film, they don't have to read the Bible. It's a helpful feature. This is what the feature is. I've already watched. Well, I've seen this film. I've seen this. I what this film came out when we were kids, didn't it? Nineteen ninety eight. Okay. Although a faithful adaptation, the film leads heavily on the relationship between Moses and Pharaoh Ramesses, focusing more on their lives as brothers. The film features some beautiful animation, hardly surprising, as many of the animators had come straight from working at the Walt Disney Company. The film was a risk, especially facing off against Disney, who were in the midst of their renaissance period. Brackets, 1998, also saw the release of Mulan from Disney and A Bug's Life from Pixar. In my opinion, the film does well to um, speak to an audience of many different types, not, not based on faith or age. It's a dark story. There's something there for the adults. There's something there for the kids. Martin Short and Steve Martin play the magicians, and they are very funny little characters. As long as it's a good animation, there's wonderful music. A score by, Pull your by trousers Hans up. Zimmer. Pull your and, trousers up. 
serious. This is serious. Let's go by Hans Zimmer and some beautifully, beautifully written songs by Stephen Schwartz. Great film. I'd definitely give it a big old thumbs up. Go out there and watch it and then they fuck. What? Go out there and watch it. Big old thumbs up. Five stars. Before you said something else, just afterwards. Before I said something afterwards. Maybe you should start writing down what you're going to say a bit more, mate. Is that genuinely the last time you're doing that? Yeah, probably for a bit. Thank you. Then I'll have a new feature next week. What's that going to be? Elliot does a twirl. Elliot does a twirl. You're... Elliot Elliot reads a poem. Is that it? Is that what you like when you listen to things? You like things like that? This film won an Oscar. What did it win an Oscar for? Best song. For what? When You Believe. It was performed by Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey. All right, we're going to take a break. New feature next week. It's time for some action Jackson as we head towards the climax. The climax of this, frankly, riveting tale. Words just coming in, Pharaoh's changed his mind. Uh-oh, he's been like, wait a minute, we've let all our slaves go. Why do we do that? What, what they did was murder our children. They're basically just us. <laughs> Let's get them back here and make it even worse for them. We will never laugh again. We need their quick-witted, self-deprecating humour. Based around their native language and their mothers, who maybe are overprotective. They feel guilt at some Why point. Why can you do it and I can't? Because I do it about things that aren't weird. Fine. So Pharaoh says, go and get them back. And he sends, he goes out on his chariot and he gets his army and they're chasing the, chasing the Hebrews down. Chasing down the Israelites. Israelites. The Israelites uh, have been walking through the desert for ages. Yep. They're pretty frigged at this point. They're saying stuff to Moses like... Why have you done this to us, Moses? Have you killed us all? Yeah, we'd rather we'd rather have just been working really hard for the Egyptians than die here in the desert. And just at their lowest moment, when they need they need faith, they need some faith. They need something to inspire them. Mm. They're at their lowest ebb. They're cornered against the Red Sea. Yeah, the the incredible Red Sea is up ahead. Pharaoh's men running running behind them. Oh, you can imagine it now. Aaron's there on his hoverboard <laughs> he's he's got to do everything he needs to do in the nick of time yeah we keep cutting to him talking to this beautiful young lady saying stuff like it's called pepsi max <laughs> <laughs> and, and all, all, all other product placement that would have been included yeah so they're they're going down there right and then it's zoom in the chariots are going to get there and then moses the powerful hero that he is now, for some reason, calls one last time on his old buddy, buddy Gord. Gord comes down and says, Moses, lift up your hand and the Red Sea will part for you. And Moses is like, oh, that's the Red Sea. Oh, it's the Red Sea. I've heard of that. And Moses does it and, it, and he does it. The seas open up and a dry pathway through the middle. Walls of water rising. Walls of water. It's really well written, this bit. Yeah. It's really cool. And all of the Israelites, all of the people who've escaped with all their stuff, they walk through it. I mean, an incredible moment in the history of of human storytelling, this. Yeah. The parting of the sea. Yeah. And the Pharaoh, uh, Pharaoh's men run in, the armies run in. Mm -hmm. God damages their chariots. 
The seas close up. They're all dead. They're all dead. No more Egyptians for the rest of history. For the rest of history. And that's it. That's, that's the it. first half of the Book of Exodus. I think we're going to stop there. Yeah, there's a tsunami in Sudan after that because of the parting. Yeah, it does have massive knock-on effects that aren't really brought up by the book. It's not really going to be brought up in the book. You have to play the game and that there's a few side novel novels that really sum up what happens Real afterwards. Real world building that they added on afterwards. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, the people in the Sudan caught by this big wave, this big yeah. tidal wave that's just caught and then they're like, where's God? And they're like, he's busy. He's helping people get to no. Saudi Arabia. So, what can you say other than Moses' phone home? Did you notice know, I just looked at the map on your wall and then just dropped the name of like three countries? Yeah, I did know that. It's great, isn't it? I don't know where those places are normally. Great. Forgot um, already. Um, I hope you've enjoyed that. I hope you've understood that. I mean, that's quite a famous one. I think we've told it okay. Yeah. Um, it's always hard to tell. Um, it, is, it is difficult. I've got one more. I've got my feature, by the way. Yeah. I have a feature. Elliot, if you're, if you're just listening, Elliot, I reluctantly gave a feature Can to we- on the insistence that I got my own feature. Now, normally that feature was, has Noah sucked his own dick? Uh, uh, Hard yeah. no. I let you do that. I let you do that because I let you. I support you. I let you do your features. I so think now, you've got great ideas. Now sure. we've got my new feature, which is: oh. Has Moses reached his home planet yet? Oh gosh, here we go. Down through space, through the planets. Moses is here with his FedEx. Beam down to Egypt, yo, yo. Save the Jews, he saved them, bro. With his friend Aaron, yo, bro. He's super fast, he's got a cool laser. He's got friends, they've all got tentacles. Circumcise that alien, bro. Uh, He's not made it back, he's still in Egypt. So he's not made it. I like that feature. Thanks for listening, everyone. Um, we'll be right here. What? What's that a reference to? The ex- ex-Exodus Gods and Kings. Fair enough. When they all point at each other's dicks and go, we'll be right here. <laughs> See you next time, good folks. Grief. Another episode where we started in a good way and now it's too late and we <laughs> just... <laughs> we need to start doing this earlier in the day. Genuinely, thank you so much for listening. We did all of it. Follow us on at BiblePod on Twitter. Do we have an email address that people can email us questions or stuff? The email address is readthebiblepod at gmail.com. That's readthebiblepod at gmail.com. I'd say at this point, send us literally anything. I don't know if anyone's going to... It doesn't really flow off the tongue, does it? Readthebiblepod at Read gmail.com. Readthebiblepod. Is yeah. that the... Be- you couldn't get BiblePod. Somebody had BiblePod. Don't send anything there. That's not us. You couldn't get Sean Reads the Bible or... <laughs> I don't think you'd want to. Sean Pod or, you know, Sean McLaughlin's podcast. You couldn't get that. Read the Bible pod at gmail.com. You couldn't have got... Oh, send enough. us your artwork of Moses and Aaron. Having a little funny, fun time. Funny, funny little fun time, buddy. Genuinely, time. don't waste your fucking time sending us anything. Um, give us a two-star review, which we clearly deserve on iTunes. Fours and fives. Thank you. Fives. We've had all five so far. Yes, it's been very nice. Thank you very much, everyone. Uh, What can I say? The second half of the book of Exodus is coming up. Still got more with Moses. A bit more with Moses. Will he reach his home planet? Who knows? Who knows? I'm excited to find out. The government are on his tail. See you soon, everyone. Bye. Ryan Wheatman did the artwork. Miss Petricor. 
do all of it. Do the credits. Sean and Elliot read the Bible was presented by Sean McLaughlin. Better, better than and this. Better, doing better than this. No, and the uh, the sidekick was Elliot J. Fallows. Co-host, Elliot J. Fallows. Uh, the artwork was by Ryan Weekman. And Bible Corp. Um... And the music was by Miss Petricor. Yeah. Uh, we're hosted by our good friends at Bible Corp. Please buy the Bible. By the by, otherwise we will. Uh, my nephew will be murdered. Bye. And the theme song was some, something relevant. It was um, 